DWN Sport presents the Pitchside Podcast with Ahmed Kaji and Michael Pedro. Those were the scenes at an ecstatic Vit Stadium when Machiam Tabanya scored the winner against the Northwest University in our feature game here on Pitchside Podcast. My name is Ahmed Kaji. And I'm Michael Pedro. In this week's episode, we take you through all the round five action from Varsity Football 2018. We also chat to two players this week. The first one is Damien van der Valt, the goalkeeper for the University of Johannesburg. And the second player is Sipomandla Zanakile, who is recently part of TUT. Yes, very interesting story about them. Damien, unfortunately, has not played an entire game this season. This is due to injury, so it will be interesting to see exactly what it is like uh, to be on the sidelines. And obviously, Sipamandla playing for the University of Fort here last year, he's been drafted up uh, to TUT. So we can find out what that difference has been like for him. Stay up to speed with the best weekly coverage of Varsity Football with the Pitchside Podcast. Subscribe now via your favorite podcast app. kickoff in round five of varsity football it was a thriller down in durban ukzn and uwc playing out to a very very entertaining three all draw yes uwc scoring in the final stages of the game breaking ukzn hearts but in the process at least giving them the first points of the season that takes uwc up to sixth on the varsity football table ukzn still languishing nearer the bottom in seventh with Limpopo at the very bottom of the table. Speaking of Limpopo, they suffered another loss. It wasn't 7-0 this time, it was 2-0 and that was to UP Tux who of course are defending champions. Tux uh, obviously must have been very pleased with that result, still have a chance of breaking into that top four and the subsequent uh, semi-final places uh, as well. So it uh, was very, very nice to see uh, Tix making it through. Unfortunately, University of Limpopo couldn't make uh, the breakthrough on that front. Uh, I think, uh, unfortunately, their season is more or less done and dusted. A team whose season is not is Tux, and this is what Captain Simbongile had to say. Looking forward to the next round of matches. It was a, uh, a must-in game for us, so we had to make sure we had to put a shift. And uh, we know, of course, next week is going to be a big one. So also we had to make sure we had to win so that our supporters can come next year, um, I mean next week to support us. So it was an easy game in encounter. We know they lost seven nil, but it didn't mean they were gonna be easy, you know, coming to us. Um, with the boys, I'm impressed how they applied um, themselves and how they fought each and every ball. You know. In our feature game on Pitchside Podcast this week, it was the top of the table clash between Vitz and NWU, both teams fighting it out for place in the top four and trying to secure a home semi-final. Yes, uh, once again, it was uh, an exciting card out uh, at the Vitz Stadium. Unfortunately, throughout the game, we've, had, we've seen this before, and finishing, unfortunately, was a problem for both teams. NWU shocked the entire Vitz Stadium within the first uh, 20 minutes or so, getting an opener, so it's more or less silent from there getting through the entire first half but with that one minute in five minutes into the second half but managed to find themselves an equalizer and in about 20 minutes from time Makhle Tawane with a brilliantly worked uh, attack down the left managed to cut him and just sneak it in at the near post making uh, the crowd go absolutely ecstatic he actually spoke about uh, the fact that they're excited now to get in towards the semi-finals today we know it was a do or die and since we got the three points it puts us in a good position um, to make it through the final so it was I make sure it was a win, uh, do or die today. And um, with regarding the season, um, yeah, I haven't been at my best, but I 
as I can, like, I'm proud of myself today because I can see the performance is picking up um, game by game. And then obviously at the top of the log, it was uh, first, first, second University of Johannesburg hosting Tuana University of Technology. University of Johannesburg have been brilliant throughout the season and so have TUT. It was, uh, despite the second round uh, disappointment by TUT against University of Limpopo, they went into the match uh, off a win and so did the University of Johannesburg. On this game, TUT... They went in as favourites, in my opinion. They just simply couldn't make it through. Well, you say they went in as favourites. UJ are the only unbeaten team in Varsity Football 2018. That's after five rounds of games. And they are looking strong. They look like they're going to secure a home semi-final and possibly even a home final at this stage. Yeah, speaking about that, Mokete Mokhaila, one of uh, the UJ players, actually mentioned that this is exactly what they are aiming for. Yeah, like it's, something, like it's something that I really expected, but I have to put a lot of hard work behind the whole thing. It's not the first time, so it's like it's, it's a daily meal for me, so like I have to put more more work and to get more of these things and then for, for better future and then yeah, for the first as well, like we did it and we took off the league, no pressure for us, we already secured a semi-final, so we have to secure at home as well so like I'm I'm proud of myself stay up to speed with the best weekly coverage of Varsity Football with the Pitchside Podcast subscribe now via your favorite podcast app joining us here on Pitchside Podcast uh, is Damien van der Valt, the goalkeeper from the University of Johannesburg thank you very much for joining us All right, no, thank you guys for having me Damien, firstly, when did you start uh, out in football? My friends where I stayed supported Man United and they invited me to come watch a game. So that's how I fell in love with football and then started playing football in primary school as a left wing and then left back. And then, yeah, I started playing club football and then just ended up being a goalkeeper. You mentioned uh, Manchester United. Uh, was there anyone that you looked up to specifically at the time? Well, for like uh, when I was growing up, it was Edwin van der Sar who happened to be playing for United at the time. And yeah, I just loved the way he played. And like before, obviously, I became a goalkeeper. I was a big admirer of Paul Scholes, just the way he made the game look so simple. So yeah, they literally made me fall in love with Man United and football in general. Footballing-wise, from a personal perspective, what are your hopes in football, particularly with UJ and then going forward into the future? Honestly, coming from the School of Excellence and at Sundance, I was brought up with the fact I'm going to be a professional footballer. That That's my dream. I love football with a passion. Um, so you think in that, and I wouldn't say they neglect school, but you don't take school as seriously as like obviously when you're in university. So at that stage in my life, I already assumed I was going to be a professional football, as all youngsters do. Like there's no one better than me. Um, but then a lot of like injuries, especially for me, um, really like hurt me, like hurt my career in a way. And then I learned like getting getting offered my scholarship at UJ really opened my eyes. So. In terms of my academics, I didn't do that well in, like, in high school, but now in university, I'm literally 75% and above because I'm appreciating what I have now. So obviously, I really do appreciate what UJ is do, doing for me. So I, I have football, which I love, and I get to study. So I'm, I'm just really grateful for that, honestly. How do you find that balance between the two? Well, for me, I'm not that type of person who can study for like six hours straight. So... I'm very, um, I would say I've got OCD, so I plan everything. So for me, I'd plan my study sessions throughout the day. So I'd study three hours a day, but an hour sessions like throughout the day. So I'd have one in the morning before class, in the afternoon, and then one after training before I sleep again. So for me, my breaks would be football. So going to the fields, it's my time to not think about school. And then after training, back to square one. But yeah, that's just how I plan, I plan everything. 
<laughs> I wish I had that kind of organization in my <laughs> life, geez. Um, but you mentioned that you, you've been battling with injuries over the last couple of seasons. How do you deal with not being able to go out there every game week? What, what does it take mentally to overcome an injury? Um, I think it's easier now that I have school. Before I came to university, like the injuries I was suffering, and then you're just sitting out and you've literally got nothing to do. Like it was harder for me then. I actually went through depression because of it. But now that I have school, I think it makes it easier. But also, being one of the, the older guys in the team, the guy who's playing at the moment is doing really well. So all I can do is motivate him, give him some of like a yeah, rub of my experience of him and just say, yeah, enjoy it. Because I believe, yes, like I would love to be playing right now, but the, young, the youngsters do need a chance. And I believe that's the future of South African football. So I know I'm good at what I do. And uh, hopefully the people around me believe I'm good at what I do. <laughs> but yeah, if someone deserves to be playing and I'm out at the moment, all I can do is support the team. So at the moment, it sucks. I, I won't lie to you. It sucks that I'm not playing. But um, having varsity in the background really helps because then I can focus on something else and not stress too much about the football side. Mm. And then apart from when you've got varsity work as a distraction from like uh, not being in the headspace of football all the time, surely that gets a bit boring. So what... What other hobbies or things do you have that you maybe do over a weekend kind um, of thing? I love basketball. So literally, I'm waiting now for NBA 2K19 to come out. <laughs> Besides FIFA, obviously, I love FIFA. Yes. Like, I love FIFA, but just to take a break from that. Yeah. I love basketball, listening to music. As I said, J. Cole, Kendrick Lamar, can listen to them <laughs> all day long. And, and yeah, and then obviously, having a single mom, and then obviously, I have a younger brother. Just spending time with my family because I moved out, moved out of the house at 13, going to the School of Excellence, hostile environment. Then going to San Nuns, where I was in social Guve, where that's like some of the teachers were teaching math in Pedi. So like, I, like just yeah, just being away from home. So now whenever I get a chance to spend time with my family, I, like I grab it with both hands. I see that you've got a bit of a sleeve going there. <laughs> what is the meaning behind it? So first of all, it was a process. So shout out to my tattoo artist, <laughs> it was It was a bit of a process, but um, uh, I, I, I am Christian, so... I have a lot of angels on my arm, obviously Jesus. And then my favorite Bible verses that, mo that motivate me. So not just myself, I've got a lot of tattoos everywhere mm. else. But yeah, just getting my favorite Bible verses because it, like, it motivates me. So yeah, and I, I love art. I'm actually scared of needles, funny enough. Jeez. But I think I love art more. So <laughs> yeah, I'm starting with my second one soon. Would you rather have free Wi-Fi wherever you go or be able to drink unlimited free coffee at any coffee shop? free Wi-Fi. <laughs> I'm not a big coffee person, so definitely free Wi-Fi. Besides that, I think every varsity student knows the struggle of yeah. not having data. They want yeah, Wi-Fi wherever they are. Until, like, my mom literally just recently put Wi-Fi in the house, so yeah. before then, I, I just told her it, <laughs> it made my life so much easier. Yeah. Damien, thank you very much for your time here on Pitside Podcast. Right. really appreciate it. Our second guest here on Pitchside Podcast is TUT Utility player Sipa Manlazana Kikle. He plays all over the park and we just thought we'd catch up with him to find out how the transition was from the University of Forte into TUT. Last year you played out uh, at University of Forte. Yeah, I played at University of Forte for two seasons of varsity football. That was 2016 and 2017. And then that's why TUT noticed me and they said, hey, come, come play, come be part of the champions. And then I didn't hesitate, I just came and I'm part of them now. What's that transition been like? Yeah, it's been good. You know, it's, a, it's an advantage to me because uh, I'm experiencing a lot. I'm learning a lot. 
things that I didn't know, but it wasn't easy at all because you have to firstly adapt to the to the environment, the condition, and you have to try and understand the languages and you have to try and uh, uh, learn new behaviors of new players people that you've never seen before so it's not it's not it, it hasn't been easy for me but I'm getting there now when I introduced you I never mentioned your position you mentioned that you you're a striker you're a defender you scored against uh, NWU in a crucial game to topple them off uh, the somewhat of the table explain to me your positions <laughs> Yeah, like I said, I was playing varsity football for two years and I was a defender uh, there at University of Forte. But then when I came uh, here at UT, things changed. Uh, I didn't ask the coach, I didn't ask anyone because they just said, no, man, you can be a striker and can be a good one. And then I decided, I, I, I just gave it a positive attitude and then I just, I just, I, I know how to be a striker. I know as a player, you know, you have to be flexible. You have to know everywhere. You have to know every position of the field. So it didn't actually come as a challenge to me. I just played there and then uh, I started scoring goals. Not having a fixed position, who do you look up to football-wise? Who do you try and emulate whenever you walk out onto the field? I love him. PJLA very much because I grew up uh, 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 looking up on him because he was a defender and I played as a defender for a long period of time but now that I'm a striker it's new to me so I can't just jump into a striker so I still remain with PJLA that one I love him very much Bringing it back to varsity football and TUT's role in what varsity football has become, it's been one of the biggest teams in the league since it started. Is there added pressure every time you're preparing for a game? It's very, very different, yeah. You know, you are playing uh, for champions. These people, they, you are playing for people who want to win every time, whether it's a training, whether it's a friendly, whether it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a game. These are the people who want to win everything. So if you are going to come here and relax, no, you will be on a wrong team. TUT want to win so you have to but you have to not take that pressure on, on, on a negative note, you have to take it on a positive way, you have to learn from it, you have to, you have to adapt and be part of the champions How has the team adapted to not having any home fixtures especially without having that support? Yeah, at some point I would say it's psychological, you know, because at the end of the day it's going to be 11 against 11 it doesn't matter whether you are playing, you are playing home or you are playing away it's, it's, it's just going to be 11 v 11 but obviously, yeah, it's, it's, it's quite uh, uh, it's quite disturbing sometimes because you find out that a lot of teams, a lot of fans, a lot of team fans, they don't really like TUT. So we go when you go out there and you play, you find out that without even touching the ball, the fans are already on your case because you are a TUT player, you are a champion. So we really knew that it's not going to be easy, but we, we are cycling well and we are doing best. We are winning away, we are away games, we are not complaining and we haven't lost yet. So it's really nothing to us. Has the team faced any fatigue since the beginning of the season? You are travelling every week. Uh, sometimes it's down to the University of Western Cape sometimes it's to the Northwest. there's travelling every week you still need to balance uh, academics into it as well yeah it's not easy at all when it comes to academics and also when it comes to our physique you know but we've got a very good uh, a physio who's taken care of, 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 of everything when it comes to physique but when it comes to academics you have to have a good relationship with your lectures you know so would you rather have free Wi-Fi everywhere you go or be able to get free coffee to any coffee shop that you walk into? I'd go with Wi-Fi. I love internet very much. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't say that I would use that Wi-Fi in, yeah. in a positive way, like uh, <laughs> academics. I would just get on YouTube and watch videos. And, yeah. At least you're honest. Tipamanda, thank you very much for thank your time here on Pitchside Podcast. We really do appreciate it. Tweet us on. Hashtag Pitchside Podcast. Or leave us a voice note.
There's a number of exciting fixtures to look forward to next week in the early televised game. Fritz University are sitting in second. We'll be taking on the team sitting right at the bottom of the table. University of Limpopo. If Fritz managed to win this game, they're almost guaranteed a spot in the semis. Yes, and one team that will be hoping to book their spot in the semis as well is Tux. Of course, the defending champions are currently fifth. They will travel to their nearest rivals, NWU, in what is our feature game on Pitchside Podcast next week. It's going to be a fight for the top four in that one. Yes, and then uh, looking down at the coast, University of KwaZulu-Natal host uh, TUT. Tswane University of Technology will be hoping to just get this UJ loss off their backs and see if they can just cement their position in the top three. In the final game of round six of 2018 varsity football, UJ put their unbeaten record on the line when they travelled down to the University of Western Cape. And always remember, in the struggle for staying awake or staying connected, staying connected always works.